This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. (laughs) We're never going to get it together. (laughs) It is pastry week. It's a good week. Pastry week. week. I love pastry week. I love all the weeks, but I think bread week and although I also really like. I mean, every week week. is a doughy something. (laughs) It's true. Every week is baking, which I love. So they open with a classic shoe pastry pun. It was pretty harmless. It was pretty harmless. And I really thought it was a, was it a fake shoe? Because he started eating it. Did they just put frosting on a shoe? It was hard to tell. Hard to tell. (laughs) Whatever it was. I appreciated the effort. Partially edible. Yeah. And then my next note is that Prue's necklace, I loved her, you know, her outfit's always fantastic. But this week's necklace reminded me of like, you know, when you're picking out carpet and you get like that big packet of tags and you have to like rifle through them. Yeah. They're like, they're like a brain, do you remember like brain quest? Like yeah, things totally. Like that. It reminded me of like a packet of like yeah, sample, sample packet, a sample tag, like a oh, sample yeah. fan, <laughs> a sample fan, if you will. But other than that, I feel like the whole opening was like, the opening oh, okay. was like, let's get to, let's cut to the chase because... As I mentioned to you yesterday, a lot happened this week, and it was such a satisfying amount of tension in this episode. It was like, not too high stakes, but just enough that you're like, ooh, this is getting exciting. Yes. And in true Bake Off form, which this is why we love this show, they don't fabricate drama. The drama is like, the cake didn't come out of the tin. It's not like... Yeah, someone, I someone's eyes get wide, and you know that something probably fell on the floor. Yeah, you but know, not that like no one got slapped drama and between drunk. the contestants. Right. Nobody got slapped and drunk. Okay. So the signature bake is two batches of decorated shoe nuts. A shoe nut is Paul Hollywood explains it's in the same family as a donut, but it's like an eclair, a fried eclair, he says. Which that sounds amazing. Yeah, Lizzie's not a fan right out of the gate. No, Lizzie's she says her hell would be shoe nuts. Um <laughs> so they have to do so Six filled and six not filled, they need to be glazed or iced. And then just like a donut, they are deep fried. They are looking for aeration in the dough with the right consistency. They're looking for the filled ones to be completely filled all the way around. And they're looking for this like very, you know, a nice brown color that means that they've been evenly fried. So yeah, Lizzie hates shoe nuts. She's very disappointed in this challenge. And at one point (laughs) they come up to her bench and she's like talking about how she doesn't like it. And Paul turns to everyone else and translates and says, she's trying to say she's upset. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious because it's like, <laughs> oh, good. No one can understand what Lizzie's saying. Hers are going to be the uh, raspberry liqueur and hibiscus filled. And then her non-filled one is going to have a caramel glaze. George loves the fryer. He's psyched. He's like, these are delicious. I can't wait to make more. And he's doing a sticky toffee one and then one filled with jam and cream. As he's describing what he's making, I'm worried that he's like going a little too basic, but you know, we'll see. Because I did know, if you're going to go basic, you have to like nail it. You have to really nail it. And George is not known for nailing it. No, but I did have a note that the fryer is often, you either love it or you hate it. And things can go really wrong if you're afraid of the fryer, which we will soon find out. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't like the fryer. I feel like every episode or every season has an episode where they use a fryer. So it's like, why don't you guys practice this stuff? Maybe just throw some stuff in the fryer, get familiar, get comfortable with it. And then you kind of see who's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm diving in. And others like, oh, 
Not so fat. Not so and fun. And that's Lizzie's thing. Like she's like, I'm terrified of the fire. And she says her elbows are sweating. And they're like, your elbows are sweating? Okay. Next, we have Chiggs. He's doing a chocolate pastry. Like his actual dough is chocolate. And he's topping it with lime, which they don't really dedicate, in my opinion, enough time to contemplating whether chocolate and lime go together. Yeah, I immediately thought of you around chocolate and mint. I was like, that. I feel like Claire would have some strong feelings around chocolate and lime. Yeah, I can't even imagine it. Like, I don't like chocolate orange, but orange is so much sweeter than lime. Uh-huh. I've never heard of a chocolate lime combination. No, maybe we should make one. And yeah. by we, I mean you. <laughs> um, and then he's doing one, his plain one or his non. So that's his topped one. And then his filled one is a plain dough with hazelnut filling. Giuseppe seems cool as a cucumber as ever. And he is making a limoncello liqueur stuffed one. And then another one topped with almond nougatine. He was talking so fast in the first challenge that I was like, are you, are you he almost went into Italian. He was speaking so fast. He was like, and I was like, what did he just say? But you could tell he was kind of nervous. But then he was joking about how he didn't realize he was going to be on the show that long. And so he had to go buy some new shirts. And I was like, why didn't he just borrow some shirts from Noel? I'm sure Noel has a plethora of fun shirts to wear. I feel like the Giuseppe Noel crossover. That would be I mean, really they are kind fun. of the same size, but it's a very different aesthetic. They should all show up one week wearing. Noel they shirts. really should. Can you see Jurgen in a null oh, shirt? Fine. Oh, that would be the best. Okay. Speaking of Jurgen, let's just jump down to him. Jurgen gets more Jurgen, more and more and more Jurgen all the time. And this did week, you, I feel like he really Jurgened him. He, did you, you hear? He Jurgenated himself. If he, if we, if we may. Later on in the episode, he refers to himself as the Jurgenator. Jurgenator is back. I just love him so much because he's just like <laughs> yeah, so like but for him to say the Jurgenator is back, he's so gentle. His just, gentle German accent just makes me cry. It's the more best. Every week. Yeah. So his are purple. He's they are purple because he's using ube, which is a Filipino purple yam. For those of you who don't know, ube is actually really having a moment right now as a trendy like food ingredient. Like Trader Joe's sells a ton of ube stuff right now. Like ube and then also Filipino food in general is sort of coming into the spotlight in the in just um, at least in the US. So this is like a very he probably doesn't know this. But this is a very on trend ingredient choice for Jurgen. And then his other one is going to have yuzu glaze, which yuzu is sort of like a key lime. Um, which we learned last year because everyone kept using Yuzu. Then going back up to Christelle, going back up, I'm reading my notes up and down. You guys can, you understand. Christelle is doing a miso caramel glaze, which I am obsessed with. I love miso things. Yeah. I mean, when I heard her say it, I'm like, interesting, but I trust, I trust her. I trust her flavor combos. I have baked with miso and I've cooked a lot with miso. Like I do like uh, miso, um, like I've done a lot of like miso kind of pastes, I guess. And like, you can put it on top of salmon, you can put it on chicken. Miso is a great ingredient. And I feel like people don't really think about it because it is this really mild, but really yummy, like earthy, salty. It's so good. And so when she says she's doing this, I'm like, Ooh, miso, miso caramel would work. And then her other one is going to have a mango filling, which very crystal. Also her miso caramel one is going to be topped with white chocolate. Like Christelle loves a white chocolate. Um, Amanda is doing a maple glaze with bacon. So like throwback to 2005 on that one. Yeah. 
And then her other one is going to be pistachio cream and rose filled, which red flag on rose flavors. <laughs> Always red flag. Don't we, use rose. They have don't we learned like nothing. It. Have we learned nothing? Nothing. But I, I was wondering about the maple bacon trend in the UK because I was like, oh, that was like a really big deal right, for, maybe in the US. Off, maybe it never took off. Maybe people are really so. Someone in the UK, just let us know how y'all feel about maple bacon because it had a big moment. What ten years huge. ago? Ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in like probably like 2010. I would almost say 2010 to like 2013 or 14. Every single donut shop in the world had a maple bacon donut. Every single one. Not in the world. In the U.S. But maybe in the U.K., this is very innovative. So as they're going around the room, Lizzie is fully panicking. I am not feeling confident about her. I'm like, she is just one step away from letting go of the reins and just like letting pastry Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. She was like, you don't know when they're done. She doesn't know the timing. Giuseppe's over on the other side being like, you got to give them at least five minutes or else they're going to collapse. And so we're like, why don't they just watch Giuseppe to see when he puts his in? If I was a competitor on the show, I would watch Giuseppe. I'd start my timer when he starts his timer and I would just follow his lead. I think that's frowned upon. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think that's called cheating. <laughs> How can if they I not the though? Show, I mean, if they were worried about that, copy everyone. Yeah, no, I, would, I know. Like you're it. I mean, if they were worried about they that, why don't around. they put walls up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah too, fair. Right. Like a little like hospital curtain. Totally. So apart from Lizzie, absolutely freaking out. She ends up actually doing really great. Her structure is good. The flavors are delicious. They love them. And she is not like as visibly relieved as I wanted her to be. She still is like holding on to the stress of having to had use the deep fat fryer. Yeah. I have a little bit. Let me just insert. I have a little bit of fear, extra fear with George when he doesn't know how to open the, the tongs. Oh, that was, that was a funny clip. I was yes. like, George, 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 come on, get your head in the game, George. Okay. So as they start to do, I know I skipped ahead with Lizzie, but as they start to do, we'll go, we can do them in order of how they were judged. The first person they they judge is George. They have a nice height. His look very like, you know, they're very full. Um, Well, they're not very full. The filling is not all the way around. And Prue makes a comment about how I don't even remember the comment now, but she says when they're when she's filling these that she needs two holes so she can squirt. Oh yeah, and she goes, and when you get the resistance, it'll mean it's full. This episode is full of sexual innuendos that and, they just love to do. And here's the thing: is like I feel like that one was a clearly a sexual innuendo, but there were a few other ones <laughs> that they picked up on one time. I was like, in another, maybe they would have let this go. But like the tone was set by that comment, and Paul and Matt just had like the church giggles for the rest of that. The rest, yeah, exactly. They had church giggles for the rest of this time, and you could even see there was one where Paul had to reset, but they left it in. But I was just like, that was great. Because they just, they're 12-year-old boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Prue's like, why are you laughing? And Matt's like, we're just children. Yeah. it was That was even cuter when Prue was like, yeah. why, are you, why, why are you laughing? <laughs> they're like, we're just kids. <laughs> oh, Prue. So he does okay. George is okay. Now they go to Jurgen. The ube one is good. It's good structure. They like the flavor. They love the color. The yuzu glaze is really good. They like them. And I imagine that these probably had to be some of the most unique flavors in the tent. Chigs has so much filling, but they like it. They like the chocolate lime flavors. So there you go. Giuseppe, his almond praline one, uh, not praline, the nougatine, which maybe is the same thing as praline, is a good color, great texture. They say the limoncello flavor is really strong, maybe too strong in the filling, but Prue loves it. 
Cruise lush. We know. Yes. Christelle, she, I think she kind of is at the bottom of this challenge. Her shoe is too tight. She forgot to turn on her timer. And so she took it out, him out a little too soon. And just like Giuseppe said, they did kind of collapse the means, but the flavors they really like, but yeah, the consistency. And as they were going through the judging, it again was sort of like, wow, nobody really like no one really bombed on this one. Right. No one bombed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what would have been a minor thing before this too, slightly too tight texture of the shoe bun is now like hurling her to the bottom of the pile. And then for Amanda, also, she doesn't do great. Her maple bacon one is too sweet and the rose is too strong. Could have called that one five seasons ago, Amanda. Don't use rose extract. Don't do it. Only one person has ever done it well. Any future bakers that listen to this podcast, you know all the tips and tricks. Just don't. Just, just listen don't. to us. You don't need to make something with rose. You just don't. Okay, so coming out of this signature challenge, I'm feeling like Amanda is at the bottom. Christelle, weirdly, is at the bottom. And then at the top, it's sort of like, well, everyone's kind of at the top. Everyone else did really well. I mean, definitely Giuseppe, definitely Jurgen. I'm also thinking Lizzie, which, again, I feel like flashback to last. <laughs> We're just all signature. pleasantly surprised. And flashback to last week's signature. It was like Jurgen, Giuseppe, and I'm feeling Lizzie. So now we go on to the technical. And first of all, I want to tell you that I made a Prince Regent in Torte. And I made it last night. <laughs> I waited till the 11th hour. Well, you spent all day, right? You said it I took spent you half day. day. Yeah. It so, took me half a day. Yeah. So I was going to make it last weekend. And Sunday just like didn't end up working out the way I wanted it to. The, the day got a little messed up. Not messed up. The schedule just got weird. And so last night, I was like, I have to make this. So I work from home. And I started baking the sponge at literally like 3.30 in the afternoon. And the cake was not done until like 8.30 at night. So that's about twice as long as it took them. But I will say that in the middle of all that, I also made dinner for my family and myself. And my friend Amanda came and baked with me again and her family came over. So, you know, we made dinner for everyone. We both have two and a half year old daughters who, you know, wander into the kitchen every five to seven minutes and need assistance with something. And then the other thing is that, that Amanda pointed out is that like, we have to wash our bowls and reuse them and be, you know, we're cleaning up. We don't have to do that. So I do actually think that I could have made this happen in two hours and 45 minutes if I had not had, if I had not been distracted. And if I didn't have to wash my stuff. Like you had that dedicated stuff just for that. Right. If I wasn't Mm -hmm. like spending half my time. All the tools. Yeah. Right. Washing my mixing bowl so that I could use it again. Here are my notes about the Prinzregentorte. So the first thing that you guys need to know, I had never made Genoese sponge before. Genoese batter is just whipped pancake batter. It literally smells just like pancake batter. It has all the same ingredients. It's just eggs, flour, baking soda, butter, and sugar. So like a sweet whipped pancake batter. That's it. Egg whites. And so as I was spooning them out onto the parchment paper and like spreading them out, I'm thinking I could have just fried these in the pan and made just freaking pancakes and just stacked the pancakes. You know, hot tip, maybe just do that next time you're trying to make a Genoese sponge. One thing that happened to me was that I don't know if my pan was maybe just like a little bit bigger than it was supposed to be, but my layers were so thin And as I'm spreading them out, like these are way too thin. And I don't know if they were supposed to rise more or in the end, it looked like they were the correct thickness, but they were a little bit rubbery. And I don't know what that would come from. I don't have any experience baking Genoese sponge or really like sponge cake like this in these little layers. 
never done that before. So I have no idea what would have made them rubbery. Maybe they were a little underbaked. Maybe they were a little overbaked. Maybe I let them cool down for too long. Maybe I didn't let them cool down long enough. You know, I have no idea. Uh, then we made the chocolate buttercream frosting to go in between. And they call it a chocolate mousse. It basically was like a very faffy buttercream. And there were so many steps. You made like the, you made a custard and then you made a buttercream and then you made a chocolate ganache basically. And then you combined them all. And I was like, this was so many steps. And then you then had to still do the chocolate ganache that goes that you pour on the top. I will say assembling it was really fun. Like putting the layers in, I had my little like cake tin. I put the layer down. I spread some frosting. I put another layer down. I spread some frosting. I put another layer down eight dang times. I think I could have like this cake would have been just as good with only four layers for the record. And then you have to let it cool. And then we poured the, and then we like kind of um, smoothed out the edges with a little more frosting and then poured the ganache on and then it had to cool some more. Overall, never in my life would I have set out to make an eight layer cake by myself. So I love that about this, about the fact that I'm baking, you know, I bake along the technicals. I bake things I never would have baked before. I would overall say this project was a bit of a faff. I don't think it needs eight layers and it, it was good, but it wasn't like spent all day on this good. So if you have been wanting to make this just to kind of see what it's like, I would recommend only making half the number of layers and then you can still get the gist, but you're not going to spend your whole life on it. You know, maybe it'll feel a little more manageable and a little bit more like, oh yeah, this was worth the time I spent on it. But, you know, I had fun. Yeah. So this week's technical, as they're announcing it, they're like, this is coming from Paul. What advice do you have? And he's like, this is going to push you to your limit. Cool, Paul. Take it to the limit. <laughs> so this week's technical is a large baklava with phyllo pastry. So phyllo pastry, they've never had phyllo pastry on the show before. It is a highly, highly, highly layered, very thin, tons of layers pastry. I'm trying to think. I mean, everyone out there has probably had baklava. It's this like paper thin, ultra crispy pastry. And the layers, instead of being made with butter are created using corn flour, which I didn't know. So that was cool to learn. Um, if you've never heard of baklava, it is a traditional Greek layered pastry with pistachio and walnut filling. So imagine like super thin, flaky, crispy pie crust filled with this like really sticky pistachio, these like really sticky blitzed pistachio and it has like the syrup all over it. They have two hours and 45 minutes to get this done. They've never, like I said, they never had to do phyllo before on the show. And when they show it, I'm like, no one is going to get these cuts right. They also created this incredibly elaborate cutting structure for it. I'm like, there's no way. No one's going to get this. It's so, so much folding. Paul is trying to describe it. Like when they are in the tent, you know, talking about it, like they they pan over to their little like. Their little cute diner looking place where they're right. eating the the delicious treats. Their secret side tent. Yep. And it's so much folding and rolling. He's describing it. And I'm like, this is going to be a lot. I know. I immediately thought of you. And I was like, oh, man, these just get harder and harder. But you pull through every time. So (laughs) I am looking forward to making this. I have always wanted to try phyllo dough. So we'll see. The first person they talk to is Giuseppe. And he says, this is a massive hassle. But it sounds 1,000%. Like he says, this is a massive asshole. (laughs) 1,000%. Massive. And, and I was Matt like, goes, what did you just say? Because he's like, it's a massive hassle. It sounds like he says asshole. asshole. 1, <laughs> which is not incorrect. Ew, that was that was a funny moment. 
Jurgen's face talking about the diagram I loved because he's like, what's so hard here? Like the diagram is 20 centimeters. The cake tin is 30 centimeters. Just scale it up. Like why you guys are idiots. Because everyone else is looking at the diagram. I'm sorry, what am I supposed to be doing? And Jurgen's like, yeah, it's 20 centimeters and this is 30 centimeters and you just have to scale it. Like, oh, okay, Jurgen, you just have okay. to scale it. Lizzie's sitting there. She's like, it's too many lines. It's too many lines. You're, my, my note is Lizzie is doing something. I don't know what's going on. I can't understand her, but I can tell that she's flustered. Whatever. At one point, she says higgledy biggledy. And I was like, that just sums up this whole project. That just sums up Lizzie, doesn't it? And I feel like she's kind of giving up. I feel like Lizzie's just like, I just got to get through <laughs> the, this. The point where she's just totally like throwing on the decorations or whatever the design yeah, is the, supposed like, to be pistachio on the top. pistachio she's just, like, not even she's just like ugh. you could tell she's so frustrated she's like this is too much and she just starts going all over the place and i was like lizzie don't give up like you can tell she's like starting to slip a little bit in this yeah like, you can totally see her she's just back. like getting so frustrated yeah and again with Jurgen, they're like, he just cannot be bothered. Like not cannot be bothered as in like doesn't care, but is like physically unable to feel bother. Yeah. He just is like cruising along in his own little world over there. Like la la la. Zero like, levels of fluster in Jurgen. No fluster. None at all. Overall, people definitely struggle with this challenge. It's a lot going on. No one's ever made anything like this before. It seems like, and everyone is like, what? No, like who makes their own filo pastry? No one is what Crystal says. And they're all like, I would never make this at home. Like I love baklava. I get it all the time. I have no idea how to make this and I am not looking forward to it. They go to the judging and I mean, everyone more or less pulls it off in the end. There aren't any like huge disasters, but there's definitely a wide variety what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Lizzie comes in last. Hers is messy. It's underbaked. She, like we said, just kind of was like thrown in the towel before the challenge was even over. George comes in second from last. His is messy. Surprise. Amanda is third from the bottom. Hers is messy and underbaked, but it does have some lamination. Giuseppe is next. His is a little bit underbaked. And third is Chig's. It's good color, decent lamination, not perfect. Christelle is in second. She does pretty good. And then Jurgen is in first. It's lovely, good lamination. It's crispy. He just like is living in his own world. Jurgen, Jurgen, Jurgenator. So funny. Yes. And then this is where he says, it seems like the Jurgenator is back. And I just love him. <sighs> because so, you know, at some point when they're recording and making the show behind the scenes, someone calls him the Jurgenator. And he is so excited inside, but he can't, he doesn't have a egotistical bone in his body. So he's just kind of repeating what someone else yeah, said. And like, he so innocently just says, the Jurgenator is back. But he's not even saying it from an egotistical place. No. He's probably being like, these are what the kids at the lunch table said. So I'm going to repeat it. And I think it's funny. He's so, <laughs> he's so sweet. Okay. So coming out of the technical, I think obviously it's obvious that Jurgen is at the, you know, nearing the top of the pile of the bakers for the week. I also think Chiggs is up there. And then at the bottom, we definitely have George and Amanda. And Paul says Lizzie is in the bottom, but she did so great in the signature that I'm like, Paul, I think yeah. that she's not in the bottom. Paul, let's not get crazy here. Yeah. Let's not get crazy. Lizzie's Lizzie doing absolutely just dominated. fine. She definitely like looked freaked out, but she did so well in the signature. So just calm down, Paul. The showstopper is a terrine pie with ornate pastry decoration. And it has to have a design on the inside when it's cut open. So this is one of those pastry-wrapped meat pies. I love it when they do these. They're so fun to look. Like, they seem like they're so fun to make. There's so many components. They're, like, 
chock full of meat. Are they going to be baked? I was curious. I wish we could have asked um, Freya like what her filling was going to be because everyone's is like just pure meat. Everyone is using a hot water crust, hot water pastry crust, which is we always see that come out come out for these sorts of challenges. It's a really really thick, really really hard pastry that can like support a lot of structure. They have four and a half hours to do this because, which is a ton of time. And it also has to cool at the end. As I'm watching this, I'm like, one day I'm going to make one of these. I'm going to make like a big meat filled hot water crust pie. It yeah. just looks so fun. It seems like 20,000 times better than a pot pie. Just something, totally. just anything filled with bread or anything filled with meat and covered, surrounded by a pastry sounds really, Wrapped really good. Pastry, totally. Didn't uh, Christelle make just a curry one that, that didn't have meat in it, did it? Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's probably just veggies. It's a good point. So they are looking for the interesting decoration on top. They're looking for it to have like a pattern of some type when you cut into it. They're looking at it for it to be evenly baked, no cracks, and definitely no soggy bottoms. And this is the type of bake where like the soggy bottom originated because it's full of this meaty filling that goes in raw. And then as it cooks, the meat obviously gets greasy or juicy. How are you going to keep that from soaking into your pastry? That is the, the conundrum here. Jurgen is doing beef with horseradish and sauerkraut with beets. It's very traditional German. I think it sounds amazing. George is doing a Christmas dinner pie with duck and turkey and a bacon wrapped sausage. And there are lots of jokes in this challenge about George's huge sausage. Amanda is doing one with pate and sausage. Great. Lizzie is doing a like under the sea themed Neptune pie with salmon and ricotta. And there's going to be like the mermaid tail on the top, which I love. Giuseppe is doing one, an owl shaped one for in honor of his wife who loves owls. He's the only one doing a round one. It's going to have beef, spinach, and smoked mozzarella. And it's going to be shaped like a little owl. So cute. Christelle is doing a cottage shape, which is so cute. And it's going to have two types of curry in it. And it's a an homage to her grandmother. Chiggs is doing a pork pie with chicken and gherkins. And I just wrote down gherkins because I wanted to say it. I love the word gherkin. That is a great word. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, lots of jokes about George's giant sausage. He accidentally puts it in the freezer and they're like, George's giant sausage is rock hard. And I was like, come on, guys. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But they probably just, yeah, (laughs) just really trying so hard not to. (laughs) Yeah. Turn this into, have to change the rating for the show. Come on, people. (laughs) Giuseppe is using ham to seal the bottom. I'm like, Giuseppe, getting creative. Creative uses of ham. 10 out of 10. Yeah. He's, yeah, we'll see that, like, I don't want to give anything away. Obviously, if you are listening to this podcast, you probably have watched the show. But in case, I don't give any spoilers. But it's like, I really see Giuseppe... I'm just like next level when he has to execute something or like a design or it just feels like totally. he truly is someone who you go to a shop to buy his things yeah. because no one else can do what he does. Yeah, it's just such a high level. Like, nothing about his stuff is ever messy at all. No, it just um, looks so It's so finished. And I feel like he has the right idea with the round springform pan. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else is doing a rectangle and he's doing round and it looks so good. So as they start to bake, George runs into a conundrum. His egg wash on top was too, he did too much egg wash. It got his crust too heavy and the crust on top starts to kind of like slide off. Everyone's worried about him. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? This is where the drama in this episode really takes off. He takes it out of the oven to repair. He like saws off the edges that are coming off. He's going to run out of time. 
in the cl- in the cut that they do in the clip, it makes it seem like whatever he was fixing only took a second. But based on everyone else's reactions, I it feels like it took way longer. Well, not only that, they were worried about his meat cooking because it was frozen. I'm like, right. what? He's like, yeah, I really don't want to give the judges food poisoning. I'm like, this is the worst nightmare on a showstopper. Yes. He's dealing with timing issues. And then Amanda is also dealing with timing issues. There's no real underlying question or like underlying issue. She just got it in the oven late. Both of them are freaking out because since this is such a long bake and since it's so hot and since there's so much liquid involved in your filling, you have to let it cool down before you take it out of the tin because otherwise the inside will be still too hot. And and if you lose the support of the tin too early, your sides will collapse. They're waiting for Amanda and George to take theirs out. They start to show everyone else sort of unveiling their creations and taking them out of the tin. Surprisingly, everyone's are mostly hanging together. Chiggs has some leaking happening, but it's not too too bad. It's not like detrimental, yeah. Um, Christelle has a crack along the backside of hers, but she just turns it into a branch. Yeah, she's like, oh, let me just decorate this let me away. Just put some flowers on this. And it looks amazing. So good. It's just so tense. So then George takes his out. It's collapsed. The sides are collapsing. He like tries to prop it up on the side with part of the tin. He doesn't even take it all the way out of the tin. But actually, the person who really is struggling is Amanda. Every single person in the tent is looking like distraught about how Amanda goes to take hers out. I don't know what happens because their tins are all supposed to like the sides just sort of like pull away. Yeah. And instead of hers pulling away, it's like she tries to pull it straight up and the top of her whole thing just Just comes right off. Hops off. And I really don't understand how that happened, but whatever. So hers is fully collapsing. The top is not even really attached anymore. Chiggs runs over to help her. She's like, trying so hard the side is crumbling away he's trying to hold it up with his bare hands and i was like are your hands on fire right now like how are you (laughs) and they everyone's trying to help which i also love about this show but like everyone is just looking on in horror and they're like and they're turning away they're like i can't watch like they're so sweet because they're like i can't watch this happen i can't watch i can't watch i can't watch this slow motion train wreck so, yeah, so much drama. So as they start to ju- doing the judging, they start with Lizzie. I love her. I love her mermaid design. They really like it. It's very bold, says Prue. And on the inside, her design is like she made these little potatoes that she cut out with a, a cookie cutter into the shape of fish. So when you cut into it, there's like a little fish and it totally works. They say her pastry is too thick, but overall she does really well. And I feel like even though she failed the technical, I feel like she'd saved herself. Oh, yeah. I thought it looked great, and they loved it. Totally. Giuseppe, guess what? His looks amazing. His flavors are great. He does great. Everything about Giuseppe, they're like, this is very Giuseppe. And I sometimes feel bad when they start to hold some bakers to a higher standard, but like, his looks perfect. It looks absolutely stunning. And the owl design is perfect. It's perfectly round. The inside looks amazing. Like I said, next level, you would see this at a professional baker, bakery shop, and be like, wow, I could never come close to anything like that. Like, totally. he's not, it's starting to, to seem like Giuseppe is just like kind of next level professional baker, not someone, and, and I know he's on this show for a reason, but it's like, he's kind of rising above where he is not just a baking as my hobby type of guy. He could be... Like world yeah, famous easily. baker because he's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, next is Chiggs. His cracked a tiny bit, but it's packed well. The flavors are great. They feel like the design when you cut into it is like kind of meh. But he's like, I don't even care. The fact that like I got did as well as I did, he's he's happy with it. Jurgens also looks so good. 
The pastry is delicious, but the beef is overcooked. Oh, well. Amanda's, it has totally fallen apart, but it still looks okay, in my opinion. Like, it wasn't a complete... Her interior also ends up not being great. The It's too dry. The flavors are off. And I was thinking, like, if she had nailed the filling, I think she could have squeaked by because it actually, even though we know how much drama went into it, it sort of looked fair. Like, it just kind of was missing a part of the side. Right. It wasn't like it was just collapsed in a pile right. of goo. There had and a tiny bit of, it almost looked like you tried to peel some paint off and it was just kind of hanging. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like... But then she, you know, does not redeem herself at all with the filling. And I'm like, Amanda's going home at this point. I feel like no one else is doing as badly as her. And then it comes I George. I for sure George, though. Yes, I was like, say. But then is, comes Yeah, George. yeah. Then comes George. His is underbaked. It has collapsed. It looks okay from the inside, but they're like, I feel like your sausage is undercooked. And he's like, I tested it three times. I didn't want to give you guys. Yeah. Paul like took a bite and he's like, I question whether or not that's cooked. And I was like, oh my God, that's the worst nightmare. That is the worst nightmare. Paul says, that's a shame. Oof. Not mad. Just disappointed. I'm not mad. I just know you could have done better. So now I'm like, okay, maybe George is going home struggling. And then here comes Christelle. It's so beautiful. Her cottage. It is so so good. It turned out so good. Lily Nana's. Pickle yes. cottage. It's full of two different types of curry, like an upstairs curry and a downstairs curry. So cute. So she turned beautiful. her crack into a branch. They're giving her her feedback, and she literally looks like she's about to lose consciousness. Like, she yeah, like she's, she's so think. nervous. And Paul is like, "Wait, have you seen this?" And calls her up to look at something, and the, and then he gives her a handshake. handshake. But he Which does, is, he totally pulls like the bait and then surprise. Yeah. He's, he's like, like have, you, here, seen have you seen this? Come over And she was, she was mortified. Her, the look yes. on her face was like, what did I do wrong? Yes. And then as he's pointing to the plate, he puts his hand up and shakes her hand and she just collapses to the floor. She's so surprised. She seriously, I'm shocked that she did not. I'm surprised she could even walk back to her table. Yeah. She looked like she was about to faint. Yeah. Yes. So this is only the second time ever that Paul Hollywood in the steri- history of the series that he's given out a handshake during the show supper, but it was just, it really did deserve a, a handshake. It was done so yep. well. It was so interesting. It was so, so perfectly executed. So good. So at the top, I'm thinking Crystal obviously, and Giuseppe, because Crystal didn't do awesome. She was kind of at the bottom really in the signature. So I'm thinking maybe still Giuseppe. And then at the bottom, it's definitely either George or Amanda. Yeah, I was 1000% convinced George is going home. And then in the the judging at the very end, again, Paul makes a comment about Giuseppe's meat and he just can't hold it together. <laughs> he can't. He really can't. He can't he can't even resist at this point. No. All right. So, the star baker this week is Christelle. Christelle. Yay, finally. So deserving. She has, yes. She's never gotten star baker she's never won the technical like this is the first time that she's really even though we've seen her be super consistent this whole entire time and when she calls her family they flip out it's really satisfying actually how much they flip out i love it and then amanda goes home which is a bummer and also it was her time i don't know i was really thinking george i was really thinking george needed to go home over her (laughs) but amanda also um didn't she fail the tech? She got last in the technical? No, not last. Lizzie got last. Oh, you're right. George is below Amanda in the technical, too. Yeah. I was just huh. so, I was disappointed. Not mad. I'm just disappointed. I thought, I, and I, 
I feel like Amanda's a better baker than George. So I was like, well, Ugh. and her her signature flavors were bad though, and George did better in the signature. Yeah, but oh, she well. made those cute little piggies. Those were cute. As were- we know, the decor <laughs> will not save you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Pastry Week. It's been fun. I love Pastry Week. I am looking forward to making this baklava, and I'm also terrified. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, as ever, I'm going to try to make it this weekend, but probably will end up making it next Friday night. So you can follow along with my baking escapades on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us online, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. You can follow and listen to either of our other two podcasts or both of them. One is called This is Joy and Claire, and it is a just weekly conversation between Joy and I about the things that matter to us. And then the other one is called Girls Gone Wad, and it is more focused on health and fitness. And we have on a lot of awesome guests and to talk about their pieces of expertise when it comes to health and fitness. So find us on our other two podcasts. Please share this podcast with a friend. Talk about it on your social media. We would really appreciate it. Right now, I feel like maybe only five people are listening to this. So please prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And we will talk to you next week. On your marks. Get set. Bake. Bake! That was pretty close. Yeah. We're never going to get it together. (laughs) 